everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 206th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. So I am back from a wonderful vacation down in Orlando. I went down there for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights to visit the parks down there. I also got the chance to go visit Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I also rode the Skyliner, the new, uh, you know, gondola system at uh, Disney. And, of course, I got to check out everything Jurassic Park in Islands of Adventure. Uh, that was very interesting, to say the least. We've got a lot of content coming to you guys uh, over on YouTube in the coming weeks here uh, surrounding everything in the Jurassic Park section. So stay tuned for all of that. But overall, it, you know, it's just it's so exhausting, especially during Halloween Horror Nights. Just I, I probably did 10 to 12 miles every day, 20 something thousand steps. Um Anywhere from waking up at 5 a.m. and going to sleep at 2 a.m., it was <laughs> it was pretty nuts. It was pretty, pretty nuts, but uh, of course, super fun and unforgettable. I am happy to be back producing some episodes for you guys, but a uh, special shout-out because... I had a chance to meet up with some really cool people this past week, um, even some listeners. So I got the chance to finally meet Steven and Michael. Uh, you know, you guys are listeners of this show. I really appreciate you guys taking, you know, a few minutes to hang out with me. That is so awesome. I even got the chance to listen, uh, don't, not to listen, to <laughs> to meet two of my uh, Grim Grinning Host uh, podcast listeners. So that was that was really surprising because we just happened to so like just just were in the same line together and they just happened to hear us, I guess. And, and that was really cool to find them uh, standing right next to us and talk to them for a few minutes. So it's it's just always I think it's always awesome to meet listeners because I don't really get the chance to do that very often um, every now and then, but not really all that often. So anytime I can. It's, it's super special to me to, to meet you guys and to talk for just a minute about Jurassic, about the parks, whatever it may be. So if anybody's out there, wants to meet up anytime in the future, I'd love to do it. And hopefully I can meet up with, uh, you know, Steven and Michael and anybody else out there uh, next time I go down there. But also a big thanks to Hunter, Travis, uh, Chris, Michelle, Ryan, Connor, Matt, Kenneth, and Sean. I had to write down everybody's name. Hopefully I didn't forget anybody. But um, I, I had the chance to hang out with those those people for extended periods of time down there. And it's just crazy that there are so many um, incredibly cool people down in Orlando. It's, it's a place I'd love to go. Like, I'd love to go there and just stay there because it's just so awesome. I would love it. Oh, and there's so many friends down there and so many new people to meet. It's it's just incredible that I can make plans with so many of these really cool people. Like like Hunter and Travis were from my show. 
uh, or my, not my show, but, uh, you know, Grim Grinning hosts, uh, Chris and Michelle, they helped me get into Galaxy's Edge, and uh, they've been friends of mine for years now. And Ryan, uh, I've been doing a lot of episodes on the Forcecast with him, so that was great to meet him. And Connor is just a buddy of mine from down there, super cool dude. Matt from another podcast that I know. Kenneth, another cool dude who works in the park. Only got the chance to meet with him for two seconds. I wish it was longer. But um, And, of course, my buddy Sean and his daughter Morgandy, we had the chance to go down uh, pretty much together, stay down there for a few days. Uh, I love I love traveling down there with them. So, yeah, it, it's been an incredible weekend. I love all of you. Thank you so much to everybody who got to hang out. And uh, hopefully we can all see each other next trip. But we have an episode for you guys. I'm not going to just sit here and talk about Orlando all week. <laughs> but, um, but in today's episode, we have some news to cover because that's just how Jurassic does it anytime I'm away. Hey, we got Jurassic stuff to talk. Uh, so we have some Jurassic World filming and casting news. This is not something I'm going to cover in the news segment. But guess what? Jurassic World uh, Battle at Big Rock uh, aired on NBC, apparently. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I guess they showed Jurassic World and then and then showed uh, Battle at Big Rock right after that. So that is awesome. Uh, I'm so happy to see that thing getting more exposure. But uh, moving on here, after that... We're going to introduce a brand new segment from Jennifer Evans, Lise Collier, and Nisha, otherwise known as AKA JB on fanfiction.net and archive of our own, covering their history with fanfiction. Um, what it means, I guess, to have fanfiction in this community and just so much more. Um, I, I am really excited to present Extending the Jurassic Verse. I love that name. They brainstormed that one on their their own there, and it's been a long time coming. Uh, first off, I've had this segment sitting around for a little while, but due, due to the hiatus and, and a lot of other stuff to catch up on, it kind of hit the back burners for a little bit, and I know we've been wanting to cover this for a while and trying to stay in touch with, with uh, Elise and Nisha about this, and Jennifer... Took the, uh, you know, Jennifer Evans, she's the mailbag uh, aficionado here. So she took the chance to create this segment with them. And uh, we've got some fun stuff for you guys. It's been a long time coming. Like I said, we have never really covered fan fiction because I just never had the experience covering that subject myself. So I didn't really feel confident covering it and tackling that subject. It, it was never my intention to, you know, shade that portion of the community because fan fiction is such a wide and, and brilliant portion of the community. Um, I just, like I said, didn't ever really feel confident covering it. So we do have a couple pros here covering it, talking all about it, and hopefully producing some really fun episodes for you guys over the course of however long. Um, and we are still looking to shape this segment. So please... Uh, Give them any feedback that you can on the segment. And if you have anything that you want covered, um, please let us know. Because, like I said, fan fiction is so widespread and there's so many of you covering it. So, you know, if if you can reach out, let us know what you want to hear. If you want to ever be a part of it, maybe they can have some guests. I don't know. Let us know and uh, we'll cover all of your feedback. And I am very excited for you guys to hear this one. But of course, before we get this thing going, we do have some business to take care of. So, as always, I do want to promote Running Universal. We are winding down here because the Jurassic World Running Universal event being held November 16th and 17th is is coming up. 
It's coming up, guys, so you got to get registered for this run. And to do so, you can head to our website. We have a full article about it, but we also have that promo code. So if you want to use our promo code, JPPOD10, to get 10% off your registration of the 5K and the 10K, not the kids' uh, 1K Raptor run, uh, and certainly not for team members or annual pass holders. Um, but if you are anybody else out there that's running the 5K and the 10K, please use JPPod10 for 10% off. Help you out a little bit. Make it a little bit easier for you guys to afford that run. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there. It's ending probably sometime soon, the registration. I'll try to get uh, some details on when that registration ends for you guys. But it's coming up. November 16th and 17th. Stay tuned. But uh, also, we got some stuff over on YouTube. So this past week, we had some videos for you guys while I was away. We covered uh, Universal Studios. Uh, They have uh, a new resort being uh, built out in Beijing. So Universal Beijing Resort, uh, it's got all kinds of really fun stuff out there, new properties, and of course, Jurassic World is being added to that list, and uh, we did a full video covering uh, some new images, uh, some concept art, all kinds of cool stuff for what they have planned over there, what they are currently building, and it's looking very, very impressive. So please go check out that video. It's it's really, really cool. I had a fun time putting, putting that one together and covering everything that's uh, currently available as far as that uh, resort's concerned. But then, uh, while I was in Islands of Adventure... I decided to do a live stream since I wasn't around uh, on a Wednesday night to do a live stream for you guys. Instead, I did a terrible live stream (laughs) from the park. So if you want to laugh at how horrible it came out, uh, please go ahead and go watch it over on YouTube. It is still up there. Um, I I did not have very good signal. It was very choppy. I didn't really have much to say. And (laughs) I just put it up there anyway. So yeah, very not very planned out. But uh, you can go ahead and watch that anyway. And also we uploaded episode 14 of Claire's Sanctuary. The uh, Tom Fishenden uh, full run-through playthrough of that Claire's Sanctuary DLC he is 14 episodes deep so far, and uh, it's it's not stopping anytime soon, so please go watch that. They're very, very fun to check out. This week, uh, I plan on having an episode, or an episode, a video from Islands of Adventure for you guys uh, this Monday, and then a live stream covering all the latest news, because there's been a lot of news, so I'm going to talk about it in depth in that live stream for you guys. And then episode 15 of Tom's Claire Sanctuary playthrough, so go check out all of those videos this week. But enough of all of that, why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access main program. Access main security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. It's day. I guarantee it. All right, so Forbes sat down with producer Frank Marshall to talk all about Jurassic World live tour. Now, I know that's not how I preface this in the intro, But uh, first off, it was a great article about Jurassic World Live Tour. And obviously, we've been very close to all this production and the tour itself. So 
We've been covering it like crazy, but Frank Marshall had the chance to sit down with Forbes and talk all about that experience working with Feld Entertainment and just that that uh, you know uh, tie in with. Uh, the the IP and how they've worked together and how awesome Feld Entertainment is. And it, it's, it was a great, great article. But he just so happened to drop some tidbits in there for everybody with regards to Jurassic World 3. So here is a quote uh, from somewhat to, to the end of the article here. It says, With regards to the next Jurassic World movie, we are in full pre-production at Pinewood Studios in London, England. We plan to be begin shooting in February of next year, so that is all very much in motion. And yeah, that, uh, that's, you know, pretty expected there. We pretty much knew that they would be starting early uh, 2020 in February. That's pretty early. So they are full steam ahead on Jurassic World 3, and that is very exciting. We obviously knew these things. Like I said, we knew it was going to be early 2020, and at this point, they need to be in full pre-production for this movie. So, yeah, some kind of obvious stuff there, but we felt like it was worth notating anyway. So that is very, very exciting. And, of course, we released that information last week about filming in Malta. So who knows what that's going to bring, whether it's some sort of water-based filming, land-based filming, city-based filming. There's there's no information as of yet, but we know they're going to be at Pinewood Studios in London. It looks like the production's mostly taking place there, I guess, uh, again here. So that is also very exciting. If you want more information and to read the full article from Forbes, head to the link in our show notes. <laughs> Next up, we have some casting information. Now, uh, like I said, all of this stuff happened while I was away, so this comes straight from Jurassic Outpost. This is in regards to Mamudo Athi, best known for his role in The Get Down and Sorry for Your Lost. He's been cast in Jurassic World 3, so... Hey, Universal was surprising us last week with some uh, with some casting updates, so that is awesome. This information came straight from Deadline, but uh, you know what? I unfortunately do not know anything uh, about uh, Mr. Athy there, so uh, I, I got to check out this stuff. I know the Get Down was was one of those things last time around with Justice Smith. He is, I believe, uh, the main main character in that show. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I haven't seen it. So <laughs> otherwise, I would have seen uh, both of those actors prior to knowing uh, anything about them in the Jurassic movies. So I guess I gotta I gotta watch that because who knows if we get another Jurassic movie in the future? Gotta check out the Get Down because might be an actor from there. So that's pretty funny. But uh, I gotta check out um, more from Mamudo Athi uh, from the Get Down and Sorry for Your Loss. So. Next up, though, we do have another casting uh, piece here coming from Variety. This is in regards to DeWanda Wise. Um, again, I'm sorry. I don't know any of her films. I've never seen them. Uh, she is in Netflix's She's Gotta Have It and um, an episode of The Twilight Zone titled Six Degrees of Freedom. So that is very exciting. This, again, comes from an article on Jurassic Outpost. Um, this is this is very exciting casting, though. I am super excited to see them added to an already, like, amazing cast so this is very exciting and I think the casting director and uh, Colin and Emily or whoever else is working on this is doing a great job bringing in new actors so 
Stay tuned and we'll find out more from them and make sure to go check out all of their work to kind of get an idea of what they're going to bring. So if you want more information about these two actors, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. Once a long time ago. I was on safari all the way through the Cretaceous to the Jurassic in one day. My. Go and live in the forest with the lions. <laughs> there are no lions in the forest. The last of my breed. You're still the best. Queen's English girl, Bath. 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 Not Bath. You're not a wild animal. (laughs) Ellie? Yeah. It's Tom again. He says he has to talk to you about the last chapter. Just tell him I'm not going to lose the Jack Horner quote. My editor thinks he's a paleontologist. Well, that's two things that we have in common. Hi, everyone. It's Jennifer Tarek Evans at the Jurassic Park podcast. And this is my first time hosting a segment, which is so exciting. And it's on a topic that I'm kind of really excited to talk about and something I've always loved and didn't realize that not a lot of people either knew about it or loved it as much as I did. But luckily, I have two people who love it as much as I do to talk with me about it and answer questions and and they're writers and readers, and they're very good at what they do. And it's the perfect people to come in here and talk to me. So right now I have Elise and Nisha, who are fanfic writers. Excellent, excellent fanfic writers. And I love their work. So say hello say hello to the, the group here. Hi, it's Elise, also Elise Collier. That's my, <laughs> that's my pen name. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nisha. Um, I write as AKA JB on both fanfiction.net and AO3, which is archive of our own, if you don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually took me a while to figure that one out. But um, yeah, so you guys write so many fanfics, and then you collaborate fanfics as well, which is super cool. And so I want to go like way, way back, though. So how long have you been writing fanfic? So I think that Nisha should start because she's been writing longer than me. Yeah. Um, so I would say the first fanfic I wrote, I didn't actually know I was writing fanfic at the time. I had never heard of the term. Um, I was probably like 13 or 14. And I, I finished a book I was reading. And I don't even want to admit what one it is. But I know what one. And I have it on my bookshelf still. And I got to the end and was like, this didn't finish satisfyingly. I'm going to write like a conclusion to the book. Um, so that was my first foray. And then I wrote uh, a lot of friends fanfic starting in, well, this makes me sound old, but uh, 98, 99. So back when I was in high school. Um, and I did a lot of collaborating with friends then. And so since then, I've dabbled on and off over the years. And I took a pretty long break um, for a while, but Jurassic was expiring. And yeah, I've been back at it for, I guess, just over a year now. See, that's really interesting because your reason for writing is my reason for reading, which is pretty cool because I, I it's like you want to see other options and other lanes and other ways that it can go. And it, it, it's such a nice creative outlet. So, Elise, how did you start writing fanfic? So, I loved always Jurassic, um, but I really watched Jurassic World a lot in 2016 because it pretty much lived on HBO for the entire year of 2016. It was almost always on one of the channels. And so I would see it almost like every day. Um, and I really became enamored of the relationship between Claire and Owen and the greater Jurassic franchise. So I started writing and I wrote more like in screenplay form 
I wasn't really too connected at all with the fanfic community, didn't knew of it, um, didn't necessarily have the most positive opinion of it based on what I knew of it, but um, I posted my first story and I realized I had to edit it ahead of time because um, it was not in a format that's acceptable by fan fiction. So I edited it and I posted it and I got very little response. <laughs> and um, so I did a lot of reading and I realized there was a lot out there and just fell in love with several of the writers and endeavored to continue to work better every time. So Jurassic is the one that brought you in to write fanfic? Yep. Wow, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. And I, so we have one that's been writing forever and a, a new fresh Jurassic one. So Nisha, what made you go into Jurassic? Out of uh, what how did you get introduced to the the fandom of Jurassic? Jurassic. Um well, I mean, I've been a Jurassic Park and for whatever. It's like it's probably one of the first movies I can remember going to the theater and I remember being incredibly freaked out um when I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. Uh, and then I just fell in love and I can quote like the entire movie as it plays um, annoyingly to everyone who ever watches it with me. Uh, so I've always had a love of Jurassic um, and Michael Crichton is a really inspiring author. My background is computer science. Um, so I've always been really into science, technology and all of that stuff. So the whole concept behind Jurassic really lines up well with a lot of the stuff I like to think about. Um, and then a couple years ago, well, a few, yeah, more than a couple years ago, um, I actually deal with really bad depression a lot of the times. And I was in a very bad spiral at the time. And I was rewatching Jurassic World for something to do. And kind of exactly like Elise just said, I got, you know, I ended up purposely watching it multiple times, not because it happened to be on TV. I was choosing to and got really sucked into uh, Claire and Owen and just the whole concept and what would happen next, you know, once they've evacuated. And so I was like, well, I should see, you know, I wonder if anyone wrote for this. Um, cause there's often not a lot of fanfic on movies. It's usually a lot more on TV shows. And so I was surprised how big the community was. And, uh, yeah, I started reading. Um, I read almost the entire catalog of Claude fanfics within probably a few months. <laughs> Um, but it was, it, it definitely helped me at the time when I was really, really at a low point in my life to have something else to focus on, um, and to help sort of pull me out. And over time, as I started chatting with people and this was, I started reading Jurassic fanfic, uh, like January, 2018. So, you know, in the six months lead up to Fallen Kingdom, um, and then Fallen Kingdom came out and I had a lot of questions after that movie and was like, you know what? I have no one here to talk about, um, talk to you with it. And fanfic is a great way to, to find people to explore those conversations. So neither one of you have any formal writing background at all? So my own writing background would be scientific writing. Um, so one of the reasons I love Jurassic is that um, I have been a really big um, fan of genetics since I was in sixth grade. And so when Jurassic Park came out, um, I was like all about it from the genetics angle. Uh, so I did genetics in undergrad. I, um, I did some research later on. And so my, my only writing background was scientific papers and genetics. <laughs> wow. That's still really good though. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of right where Jurassic sits. So you can kind of cover the bases, which goes into a really good point of 
when you have fan fiction, you do have the people who just write relationships and even the different universe relationships that has nothing to do with Jurassic at all. Then you have the people who only write about the science and only write about the adventures. And then you get a nice mix. And I, I find that you, you both of your stories, both of you guys mix that so well, because if you go one side, you just need a nice mix of both. And I, I think that complements what you guys do and your backgrounds to be able to do that. And why I love your story so much, because you, you mesh that perfectly, I think. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and well, let's before we go into other questions, just tell the world what you're currently writing right now and what you're working on. <laughs> go ahead, Elise. <laughs> okay, so um, we are together writing the Missing Years, which is covering the time period between the two films, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. And that's a big project. It's an epic. It's going to take a while, but we've been talking about it since we started talking to each other um, last summer after Fallen Kingdom. Uh, so that's, I'm super excited about that. Um, and then I'm personally writing my own kind of smutty story right now that I don't know for the purposes of this podcast, I can really go into very much of what it's about. I think that the people get the gist of, of that because we have those as well. That's another category of fanfic in any any show, movie, whatever. But that's that's a, that's a needed category, we'll say. It is appreciated by many people. Yeah. Um, so I'm working obviously on the missing years with Elise, which has been so much fun and really tough. Uh, trying to because we're trying to stay in canon. We're trying to not venture far from what we actually know from the movies um but we have to of course introduce new stuff or it would be a very empty slate um and then the other main story i'm working on right now is called illusions of control and it is uh what if and it came up with the idea of trying to sort of smash fallen kingdom and jurassic world into one movie um getting rid of some components and so the indominus doesn't escape um what happens, how does that sort of change everything? You know, Zach and Gray come, but it doesn't get out, so they go home fine, everything's good. Um, Claire and Owen obviously don't have their kiss on uh, Main Street. There's nothing to actually move their relationship forward, so they're still just left at the same uh, point that they were at. And of course, we know from Jurassic World that Henry and Hoskins were up to something else. Um, which we assume is probably the Indoraptors in Fallen Kingdom, although that's never actually clarified. And so kind of what happens if you go down that path? And so it is turning into a way bigger story than I thought it was, but um, I'm finally in writing at this point the, the big action sequence that's going to bring us into the conclusion. So I'm excited, to, I'm excited to have it all play out and see people's final reactions to it. See, this. first of all, I never wanted to end. I never want the story to end. Second of all, this is why I, I'm so excited for this podcast, because I am legit a fan of both of you, because I love your stories. And I'm so I have them on my phone bookmarked, like constantly. And then before I go to bed, I, I read them. And I know every Thursday is the one update and I'm like, oh, why can't it be Thursday all the time? But <laughs> I just love your stories. And I think if anybody has ever been interested in in fanfic or if they're not interested in fanfic at all or they don't know what it is or they're, they're, they have that taboo thought of it 
your your guys' stories, you're the perfect ones to have on this podcast because your stories are truly encompass what fanfic should be or what I'm looking for personally. Because I've been a fanfic reader since I was 11, like through the through the Smallville fanfic and the ER fanfic and. Oh my goodness, like every TV show, movie thing I've ever loved in my life, I you, you go natural response. You just go right to the fanfic because you want to see the in-between and you want to see the characters go on other adventures. And and the best thing about fanfic is you can pick and choose what adventures you want to read. And and if it if it appeals to you, and then you're like, wow, I this is great. And I it becomes like a family. You just you don't want to leave it. It's like watching a 10-year TV show, you know? So so if anyone listening has no idea what I'm talking about or that like emotional connection to the fanfic or characters, starting with the fanfics you just mentioned is a perfect starting point for any Jurassic fan who loves Jurassic World and just wants to know what happened, what happened in between, what happened if the Indominus didn't escape, which is a brilliant idea, and I love what, what you're doing with that. And so that's I'm so excited to have you guys on because that is a perfect eye-opener for people. And I know a big piece of this, podcast like whenever I sent out the tweet oh I'm talking to fanfic writers it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag what you get and do you think because I know fandom in general is kind of looked at upon as a weird thing although with comic-con and all that's kind of been built up some but do you think that and I'm sure fanfic looks totally weird to people outside of fan fandom but within fandom do you think fanfic is kind of looked down upon or or it's not um, like up to any other standard of entertainment and creative um, content in the fandom. Like, do you see that as true that people don't really care about fanfic as much? Well, I think it may depend on what your first impression is or your other impressions are of it. I mean, so to to go back to what I said earlier about like my initial impressions with it in college, I had a friend who used to read Snape and Hermione Harry Potter fix. And so this was my first <laughs> introduction to fanfic, and I did not, that did not appeal <laughs> in the least. And so I really didn't even realize how much of uh, a community was out there and how much it was done. I just had this initial thought of, oh, gee, um, I'm not going to go read any of that. <laughs> um, so I think it really, you know, got to be open to it and um, go in there with an open mind and know what you want to read because there's so much out there. I mean, even within a relatively small fandom like Jurassic, it runs the gamut as to what you're going to find. And it can be very overwhelming. You know, when I first started posting and I wanted to read and, and learn from others and you know see what else had been written, there is so much out there. And it does take a little bit of time to really find stuff that you like to be honest I mean you might get lucky and find them pretty quickly but it it did actually take me a while and it when I started posting was the real doldrums though of the community because 2016-17 very not much was being written at all for Jurassic so um, it took a lot of time and reading but I did find a lot of really good stuff and uh, and I think that maybe some people don't want to put in the effort or don't know if it's worth the effort and so they don't put it forth it um, so it, you know, I, it's definitely it's definitely something that some people will openly admit to doing right away and other people will keep it hidden. Yeah, I would say, um, and I've repeated this many times to Elise when we've been talking, that filters are your friend. <laughs> um, 
if you're going to venture into fanfic, and I, I mean, I highly recommend it if you love exploring any sort of what ifs around anything you watch, movies or TV, um, it's a great place to, to kind of go see people who've fleshed out the ideas. Uh, use the filters that the site provides and know what you're willing to read and what you're not willing to read because you, you don't have to read everything. And like I said, I've read probably most of the claw and stuff that's on Jurassic, but there are definite stories on there that I won't read because they're not the type of stuff I want to read about. And people are welcome to write them, but they're just, I'm not their audience. I'm not the people they're writing them for. Um, and so there, there's no point in me taking my time to read that if it's just going to annoy me or something. Uh, also, look at the ratings. People in fanfic are actually quite good at how they tag their stories. Um, so they'll let you know generally on both sites if the story, if there's pairings in them um, and what the pairing is. Uh, so if you only want to read Claire Owen, you can find those. Uh, there are a lot of stories that are um, Owen and an OC, which is other character or original character, depending on how people want to look at it. Uh, there are stories that are readers, um, where they, like, you as a reader are supposed to be part of the story. It's not a type that I like, but if you want to feel like you're part of the adventure, there are those out there. Um, there's the ratings. They're like movies. Uh, you know, they're kids, teens, mature. So if you're looking for the type that Elise was mentioning, her more smutty story, which is fantastic, but only if you want to read that, you can find those. Um, but you have, you know, look at the rating. Don't go into one that says it's rated M or E or something if you don't want to read that. And you don't need to read it. Like, all, there's there's great stuff that have that rating and there's great stuff that doesn't have that rating. Um, so, you know, and if you find someone you like, you know, you can look at who they bookmark and who they're reading. Because if you like theirs, you're probably going to like who they like, um, which is definitely how I kind of went through the Jurassic stuff. Uh, I found a couple of writers and kind of, made my way out from them to oh this one you know likes this person so then I'd read all of theirs and so on but use the filters hide stuff I have a ton of filters on enabled on AO3 um, so that there is a lot of work I don't see that's actually a really good point about finding other stories through authors that you like because when you are first starting out searching for fanfic it is it can be overwhelming especially if you have no idea what you're looking for or what you like to read because you do have to kind of read a little bit to see what you like to read or what interests you and what style of writing even interests you. So when you do find those couple authors that you do get hooked into their stories and you, you really connect with the characters that they're writing, that's a really good point because that's actually how I found Elise through many, many, many stories, which I didn't realize. Like I remember just coming across like a couple of your stories throughout the years and like bookmarking it and like loving it and then I wouldn't even I never even looked to see who wrote it then I just move on with life and then I'd find another one and I'd be like oh my gosh I love this one and by the time like a couple years have passed I look at my bookmarks they're all from you like they're all the same <laughs> author and this is over years time so it's just you write to me which I love and I I love your story so much that they're obviously all in my bookmark at all times. <laughs> Well, thank so that's, you. That's really exciting. So that, that's good if, if you find an author like that. And that's also how I found your collaboration stories. And and then Illusion of Control, which is 
like talking to me as well. So it's definitely a good a good theory to find an author you like and then find who they write with and what they like, and then you can have a really really good experience um, in in fanfic in that way. And well, also, a- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, then that's really that's really how I found Nisha because um, she had written a story right after, uh, well, not right after, but after Fallen Kingdom, and I had read it on AO3 first, and and then um, I I prefer to do my reviews over in fanfiction because I like the app. Um, in case people are wondering, I do like the for other other people out there who are interested, fanfiction does have an app, and some people don't like it, but I like it, <laughs> and so I use it quite a bit on my iPad. Um, so I switched over to fanfiction on my app. And um, the other thing I like about fanfiction is you can privately message people that way, uh, authors. And so when I went over to fanfiction, that particular story that she had written um, had uh, not had received any reviews. And I couldn't believe it because I thought it was so good. It spoke to me. And so I wrote a review. And then um, I can't remember if you sent me a, a, a message in response to the review or you know, or I messaged you separately from the review, but it all went from there. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I re- reread our, our message, our PM history relatively recently on um, fanfiction.net. And we were, sometimes you just meet someone and you're like, wow, we are definitely on the same, same wavelength because yeah, we wrote back and almost immediately our messages to each other were like three pages long. <laughs> um. And then we moved to Twitter, which made it a lot easier to, to keep up. <laughs> oh, and um, what was I gonna say? Um, I have like notes everywhere because I keep writing. I keep thinking <laughs> of things I want to say as you're going. But um, another thing about about fanfic, I guess two two points. One would be you brought up the reviews because reviews and feedback are the two most important things you can ever give a fanfic writer. And I am so guilty of never doing either of those ever in my life, which is terrible of me. But in any way that anyone puts up a video on YouTube, like they want comments. And anyone who does something on Instagram, they want comments. And they want positive feedback. Twitter, any project you do, you you just want to see how you're going. If people, if your audience likes it, if there even is an audience. And fanfic, if anything, is the biggest of that because it's like... I don't know as, as a writer, but I assume that it's it's very vulnerable putting out your art. It's almost like artwork, like putting out a book in a sense. And you want to know what people are thinking, I would think. So feed, feedback is probably the most important thing you can give a fanfic writer, right? Absolutely. Um, because <laughs> and I will say that you can't don't let yourself be discouraged if there's lack of feedback or negative feedback. Because like I said, or <laughs> my very first story um the first review was negative and um <laughs> I could have just stopped but uh I kept going I persevered um but feedback is really what motivates and keeps keeps things positive feeling because we're not getting paid um we're we're doing this in our spare time and many fanfic writers are busy with their own lives and what they've got going on and so it's it can be very precious and so um feedback is really important and also what you said about being exposing it is definitely exposing um, to be a writer, to throw this out there. It's it's a, like a piece of your soul you're putting out there. And, you know, me, I, I personally put a lot of little nuggets, all, you know, little Easter eggs all over into my stories that are personal things. And so if that's not well received, then you feel like it's almost personal, even though it's not. Um, but if it's well received, oh, it's, it's just 
a really wonderful feeling, especially if somebody points out one of those little things that you put in your story that was just like super personal, important to you. And that's like, it means the world to have someone else notice that and think that that was a good inclusion. I know for me, I would say as a lurker and not a commenter, even if you get terrible comments or one comment or no comments, I, I guarantee you there are so many more lurkers who are loving your story and are just dumb and not commenting like myself <laughs> because I would be so sad if any of you guys stopped posting and I've never even talked to you before uh, Brad and this podcast and this whole um, thing came about. I've never even really talked to you before, but yet I've been reading your stories for so long and I've never, you don't, we've never communicated. So I'm sure there are so many other people like that for all writers, there's an audience for everybody. And I'm sure every writer has those people that are just lurking and have them bookmarked and just are silent in the background, which doesn't help your like enthusiasm to keep going, I'm sure. But I know, I know there are so many people like that, like me, who are just kind of in the background and loving everything that everyone's putting out. Um, so what, given all that, what kind of, do you like to read fanfic still, even after writing it? And what, what kind do you like to read? What is your favorite type of story to read? Because we went over all the different types. So what, what's your favorite type to read? So my type, my favorite type to read would be similar to what I write, um, which is like you said, the, the having the balance, you know, I, I like to have that remembering what universe we are in. Um, and it's not to say I don't like or haven't written AUs definitely um, enjoy those as well. But my favorite stories are the ones that respect the canon and at least in at least in the the environment and you know where where our characters are and what our characters motivations would be in that environment. And you know since Jurassic as a fandom has always been my focus, you know it's it's not like I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. So if these two characters, Claire and Owen, were in the Fast and Furious franchise, I don't think I would ever have gotten so enamored of him as I am. And so the fact that they are in there, the context of it is so important. And I, I want that in the stories, too. And so I, that's it's in mostly most of the things that I write and most of the things that I love to read. Yeah, um, I'm pretty similar. Uh, I definitely like stuff that brings in Jurassic in some form. Um, but I'm I'm there for the relationship stuff too, so I'll, you know, I'm I definitely gravitate towards the Claire and Owen stuff. I'm not a fan of original characters if they're a main character. Um, obviously, when you're writing these stories, you generally have to create other characters to help flesh out the world that they're in. Um, James is a character that comes to mind who's in mind right now. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I don't. I'm not a fan of like the Owen and other character pairings or the Claire and other character pairings. Um, I prefer if the characters are, if they ring true to me. Um, so obviously we all have slightly different versions of what we think, how we think Claire or Owen or any of these characters would react in any given situation. We only have so much information from the movies. Um, but there's stories that I've read where it just, it doesn't match how I, I think of them. Um, and I find those really hard to get into. Um, I go back and forth on the AUs, which is like an alternate universe. If you haven't heard of that term before, anyone listening, um, some of them I quite like because they managed to do a really good job of balancing. Like the characters still feel like Claire and Owen, even if they're in a completely 
totally different situation. Others, it, I made the uh, comment to Elise recently that we we're, I can't remember even what story it was that I'd opened and, and tried the first chapter of, and I was like, afterwards, I'm like, it's only physically inspired by. <laughs> and really, that's all it was. It The characters looked like Claire and Owen, and they happened to have those names, and there was nothing else about it that ties in. And it was, you know, I got brought in because of Jurassic, not, um, and then Claire and Owen made it even more engaging, but I'm not, I'm not looking to just read a story about someone who has red hair and a guy who likes to wear Henleys. Yeah. <laughs> and callous, I definitely, come, I definitely come, yeah, I've definitely come across those as well. And I'm with you. I just, I just move on because yeah. there's, that's not what I want either. And yeah. Because sometimes it's frustrating, though, because sometimes they do have a really good story and a good idea, but then they aren't, they aren't, the characters just aren't there, and that, that's frustrating. And then sometimes you have the opposite, and it's, it takes a lot to kind of find one that truly stays to the character and has a good story, and it's creative. I mean, a couple come to my mind outside of your guys' do you have one in the Jurassic World um, universe, a fanfic, that you read that really stuck with you and that you you love and you remember we can split this question because it's <laughs> two by the same author that we both really like oh see it's that author <laughs> thing. yeah i was gonna say there's like there's a bunch that come to mind um but yeah the ones elise is, is hinting at is uh there's a, a couple called marry me and charade um by closet obsession obsession and they're only on fanfiction.net um, they are rated M, um, so if you don't like that, definitely don't read Marry Me. You can probably get away with Charade because it's only at the very end. Uh, <laughs> easily skip it, uh, which going back, I like stories that have a plot. Like, they have to have a plot. Yes. <laughs> These ones have plots. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of just, no. there's like no point to it. Um, so those ones are good. Uh, Consulting Saves Lives is another good one. It's a what if, um, essentially, what if the date went well? Um, and so it modifies how Jurassic World would have played out. Um, it's also M. Uh, there's one of my favorite authors is Naden, um, who's also a, a friend, <laughs> who I met through Jurassic. Uh, um, and I'm trying to think of the title of the story that there's a one that she hasn't finished that I keep hoping she will someday. I keep bugging her to finish it. Ah, that's very Jurassic. And just looking it up, maybe you should give some of your favorites. Lisa. So, so same same thing with with uh, with finding other authors through authors' favorites. So, um, Hushed Gray Lily for has not written a lot since Fallen Kingdom. Wrote a lot after Jurassic World. So. I really love her stuff and I got a chance to, you know, chat with her as well um, during those doldrum times when there were very few of us writing in, in the fandom in 2016, 17. And so she was always super nice. Um, she's just kind of quiet in the fandom right now, but maybe she'll be back. You never know. Um, and then beyond that, um, I'm trying to think. So uh, some of the names change or some of the names, like they're hard to remember. They're not really uh, yeah. like, so, so, um, Trisha, who is on Twitter, and I think Claire Grady, Claire Grady, one four three. Yeah. 
so she's been writing a lot since Fallen Kingdom and continues to write a lot, and that's really awesome. Um, yeah, she's got one right now called Walking Through the Fire. I think I have the title right up. Um, she just posted a new chapter yesterday, and it's a uh, what if Mill survived at the end of Fallen Kingdom, and yeah, so it's it's still early, but at the I'm I'm definitely intrigued in that one and following it. Uh, yeah, those, this those one I was are, thinking of was All That I Am and All That I Ever Was. Oh, okay. Those ones, wherever it's like one little change um, in the story and any piece of either movie, really, and then they write, you write a whole fic about it. That's so interesting to me because I, I always want to see, like, you know, because when you write in a movie and all that, like, you, you make these decisions, and it's just interesting to see when you have a really good writer to write that whole story out and see, okay, one little thing's different. What if that happened? And I think those are the kind that I always gravitate to the most, not so much the crazy out there ones. But I mean, some, <laughs> of, some of these are like, you know, they're 20 plus chapters, they're novels, and they're written really yep. well. Mm hmm. Oh, the one other person we would be remiss to exclude um, would be another would be another friend, and uh, that would be Imagination Parade. Um, she's written a lot going back to Jurassic World and After Fallen Kingdom, and she writes pretty much exclusively in canon. Doesn't do AU's. Um, pretty much sticks with the the, the you know her imagination and um, what she can bring uh, that comes out of the movies themselves. And her stuff is solid, excellent. One of the first ones that I read. I just went through like all my old favorites on um, <laughs> on the on the app. And yeah, hers are hers are right up there at the very beginning of when I started when I started to to read. That that's so great. So, you now I'm just gonna take notes and make sure I've read things from these people. I probably have in my life, <laughs> but I'm gonna go double check because I I love that kind of story for sure. Yeah, um, in one of my stories, uh, full circle at the end of most of the chapters, for about at least half the chapters, I did recommend a different author at each one. Um, so if anyone, you can even just jump to the end of those chapters. You don't have to read mine, but there's. <laughs> recommendations there too um and you have to there's not a complete crossover between fan fiction and ao3 so some stuff's only on one or the other so for people who really are listening to this podcast if you made it this far and you're just a fan of the jurassic park pod or Brad tricked you into coming and listening to this, or he had like a, a crazy spoiler segment of Jurassic World 3 before this and whatever. If you're here and you're listening, I mean, what would you two tell the average Jurassic Park listener who only listens to the Jurassic Park pod, has no idea about sh what a shipper is or anything like that? What reason, why would you tell them to try fanfic for that audience, the, the regular Jurassic Park fan it's a lot of what they're doing listening to the pod really um it's you know it's what you said it's exploring these what ifs and listening to you guys on the pod before I've definitely heard you guys have that those similar discussions of you know like well what if they do this in in uh, Jurassic World 3 or what if this was more important or what if you change this one element that's what a lot of these fanfics are so the nice thing about um fanfics is that you get to see someone not just sort of think about it for a couple of minutes, but actually see their entire thought process played out. So you get kind of the whole story, the whole conclusion, how does this really change? And it just, it makes the, the fandom bigger. Um, it gives you more idea, more context, and can give you new ways to think about what you're seeing. Um, 
and explore it. And I want to throw out there that not all the fix that are out there, not even close to them, are even pairing fix. You know, you, I, I think I first was, my, I think I was other than like the the thing my friend told me in college, which she was reading. <laughs> I mean, that when when shipping really became popular to me, or it became con I became conscious of it was Glee. You know, they kind of like made fun of it, like their their couple names on Glee. I mean, it goes back further than that, like with celebrities, like Benifer. <laughs> and Benneth. Um, but if you're not interested in pairings, there is still a lot of fic out there. You know, there's stuff that's just with the original characters from the, you know, the original, the original trilogy. I know people on the pod don't necessarily like the original trilogy idea. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, there's, there's stuff that incorporate, you know, that goes back to them. There's stuff that's just about dinosaurs. Um, and so there's really a broad range of things to be found out there, depending on what you want to read, what you'd like to read. And like, honestly, even if you hear fanfic and you're like, oh, I don't know about that, like around your friends. Oh, I don't know. I mean, no one's monitoring your computer. You could just check it out and not to tell anybody, like, just see, <laughs> take, take a look. Like, no one's going to judge you at all. So just see what it is. And I think anybody who's a fan of anything will find enjoyment in a story somewhere there's something for everybody and no judgment i don't know where this whole judgment apparently there is a judgment against people yeah. they're like oh i don't know about that that's weird that's too weird for me <laughs> i don't know i mean go in no one's checking your history just sit on the couch and see what what's out there i, I think anyone could find something somewhere in some fandom that they enjoy i, I really do yeah, they probably everyone's probably paid in some form for fanfic as it is. Um, just when you pay for it, we act like it's not fanfic. Yeah, I know exactly. That's, but I mean, all the Star Wars novels—they're essentially fanfic. Evolution of Claire—it's fanfic. <laughs> I was just gonna say that actually. Um, Tess Sharp, who wrote Evolution of Claire, when I did the interview with her, she said that she was an avid fanfic writer and she started fandom life early as we all did and she started writing fanfic early on and this is evolution of claire was one big fan fiction for her just with a lot of eyes on her that's all and a lot of notes but <laughs> that's what it was and it is a fan fiction story and jurassic fans seem to like it like a lot of jurassic people who are hardcore canon and and novel and like really dinosaur people really like evolution of claire and that was a pleasant surprise i think because i wasn't i mean i know we were gonna love it for sure but you never know you never know and it, it looks like it went over pretty well and it is just a fan fiction literally and even on the podcast the radio plays that are part of the podcast and created by the other contributors of the podcast those are fanfic yeah yeah they are um so i reached out to twitter here to just to see because I don't know. I just to see what the community in general thinks and the the stories. The reason people read is it's kind of it's very sweet because they're like it, it brightens their day. And if they have something crappy going on during the day, like it, it just brightens their day. And then the people this this Katie really um, loves fans who care much about storytelling and and that the storytelling is a great aspect. And yeah, and Kayla says how it gets her through the day and how it's just a really comforting thing, which I which I get. Because if you're ever, 
for me anyway, if you're ever lonely or you're you're trying to pass time or there's just you're just waiting for someone to come home, you can kind of go into a fanfic. And if it's one that you've been reading several chapters into, it's kind of like you just step into it and it's comfortable. It's like a family and it's like your friend. It's like just a an environment that you're already a part of. And whenever even when that ends, I remember a couple stories um, from a, couple, a year or two ago, I used to read at work at night. And it's like when it ended, I was just heartbroken because I got so uh, like they were my company at night at work. And when that was over, I was, I was like, oh, I feel lonely now. So it seems like a lot of people get that from Fix, which is so, so sweet, I think. Because, yeah, so let's see. And I think that's really true for, for those of us who write multi-chapter chapter fix. I mean, there are a lot of people who write just basically one-shots, which would just be one single chapter. And there's some people who write uh, multi-chapters. I have a tendency, and so does, so does Nisha, to write very long multi-chapters, many, <laughs> many, many chapters. And so when you're writing that many chapters and that many words, you do become really connected and they to the characters, they're part of you. And it's really sad. I mean, I remember when um, when I was finished with with The Mark, which was one of the uh, multi-chapters I wrote in the middle, um, was the third one that I wrote, um, I was like devastated to be done with the story and I was searching for a way to continue it. And I did, I, I made a sequel that was much shorter, but it was just wonderful that I figured out a way to make the story stretch out because I didn't want to let them go. I didn't either, <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't either. And that would be the full circle for me, which is a three years in the future um, kind of potential JW3 option. And then I really loved the little family I made of Claire Owen and Maisie. And I know there's a lot of mixed opinions on Maisie, but I like my Maisie version in this story. And so I've done a whole bunch of what I've called snapshots um, that cover the three years in between Fallen Kingdom to that story. And that's been because you don't want to let go of them. As much as they are your friend when you're a reader, they're your, they're our friends as writers too, um, and there, there's yeah. comfort to going back into their into their lives. And also, when they have a horrible day, and as you're writing their story, it can make your own day feel better. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Um, I think I covered almost everything I have on my end. Do you guys have anything else you want to add that I didn't cover? Looking through. I think we both have the doc open. Um, I just repeat on uh, commenting and giving your if you if you have someone you like some sort of acknowledgement. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, a few words like "this is great" or "I'm really enjoying this" is a good start. Even better if you can pick something about the chapter that you particularly liked, like "I loved this line of dialogue" or "I really related to X." Um, you know, it just, it's nice to know as a writer that it's actually a human who's reading it, not just a, a bot on the web that's <laughs> giving you that one more hit. Um, so, yeah, any sort of feedback is just, it goes a long ways to keeping that motivation up and, and uh, keeping us wanting to finish. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll finish our stories anyways, but there's yeah, a lot. We're not, of, we're not the type uh, to give up. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a lot of people who do drop off and it's, it's really sad to see stories. There's a lot of stories that are partially finished and have been abandoned for months, years now and are very, very unlikely to ever get finished. Um, and that's something else to pay attention to if you're a reader is to yeah. see if they're still in progress or they're complete. And so if they're still in progress, but it's just been a couple months or a couple weeks, 
then there's a strong chance that that's going to get finished. But if they are in progress and it's been years since it's updated, that's probably not going to be completed. Um, so there definitely were, were situations where like I got to the end of the story and was like, ah, what? Finished? Oh, yeah. And and no, there's no ending. No, that, that's a serious, ex excellent, excellent, excellent point. Because back before, for a long time, and kind of still, whenever I do search of a fic, I have completed in the filters. Because there's nothing worse than reading 14 chapters, and then it's just ending forever and hasn't been updated since, like, 2016 <laughs> or something. And that yeah. is just, that's horrible. So that's a very good point to, yeah, just search completed if you don't want that painful experience. And that yeah. that's... I mean, that's the best. And you come across like something new that's completed and it's like 20 chapters. Oh my goodness. Christmas. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that, on that note, um, a review that just says, please update is you might as well not review. <laughs> that's like, the most demotivating potential review you can get. That's more demotivating than an actual criticism. <laughs> um, I'd rather hear constructive criticism of some form. Um, that I can, you know, take into account and maybe use in the future uh, on fixing something over just update. I mean, I'm going to update when I can update. Um, I generally update on a schedule, but yeah. Ooh. And I'm very much uh, different in our, well, that's <laughs> my writing style has always been right as I go. Um, I definitely have an idea of where the story is going in my head from the beginning, but my MO when I'm writing my solo stories, at least, <laughs> <laughs> has been to write as I go and you know my brain kind of guides me where I need to go and I'll have these little eureka moments of oh that really makes sense with what I wrote three chapters ago and this is how it was meant to be so you know I the, and in that in that vein one thing that's really great about these reviews as you're going along is that I've actually used ideas from reviews in subsequent chapters you know it's not necessarily changed the whole trajectory of a story but I remember, so for one of my stories, Catch and Release, somebody reviewed midway and said, you know, are you going to include more Jurassic stuff here? Because this is mostly relationship stuff. <laughs> and and I thought, oh, well, thank you for that reminder. And so I really made an effort to keep that in mind. I mean, didn't, you know, change it drastically. But, you know, I, I want to keep, I want to keep not just the readers happy, but I want to keep in mind the greater universe as much as I can, because I know that makes the story richer. So. And there's been other reviewers who've even with the missing years put stuff in yeah. their in their comments or reviews and we've really liked those ideas and we've <laughs> we've put them in. Yeah. And if you point out things and questions, oh I wonder what's gonna happen with this character or something, they've they've helped me too. I'm usually I try to have a buffer of a few chapters that I'm a few chapters ahead of where I'm posting. Um which allows me to go back and keep editing and like fixing and tweaking stuff um as I go. But it's definitely helped me fill in any potential plot holes that I'm building or making sure that character storylines are actually wrapped up in a relatively satisfying way. Um, so, yeah. And if you happen to read a story that was finished two years ago, that doesn't mean you shouldn't review. It's, it feels really, really good when someone tells you that they're, you know, they just completed, you know, they sat down and just read through all 17 chapters of something. Um, even though it was, you know, finished a year ago or more. Uh, it's, it's nice to know that they're still being found and read. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point too. Um, you actually reminded me of something that I that triggered a question. So releasing times, 
Um, you kind of touched upon this, but do you write a whole bunch and then kind of give yourself some leeway and then release periodically? Or, or do you really just finish writing and the chapter and post it right away? So I never post it right away. Um, I obsess and I agonize over what I've written and reread it multiple times. <laughs> um, so probably, you know, I, I don't ever think it's too many judgments. And, the, and there'll still be typos, but um, it's consistent with everything else I write in my life from emails or things at work. Um, but, you know, for, for most of my stories, I, I will say that when I was writing alone and when I wasn't really talking to many people, if anybody in the fandom, that was just my, that was my relief. That was my stress buster. That was what I did with my free time. I wrote, I mean, I could crack out like a 4,000, 5,000 word chapter in a week. And then I would reread it and post it. And I was, for a while in 2017, I was keeping up a pretty amazing pace. And I wish I had that pace now. But um, the side effect is that I've been talking to people in the fandom and making real friendships. And so that's not, it's not a negative to not have that kind of output. Um, but for most of my writing, it's been, you know, write it post it <laughs> yeah I was I used to do that that was how I wrote for years um but it's not how I've generally done the Jurassic stuff uh when I decided to actually take on doing a a big multi-chapter fanfic it was um one of the first things I actually talked with Elise about when I said I have this idea can I run it by you <laughs> and uh, laid it out for her and got got some feedback um uh, and I actually, I planned out, I had a, a few different overly organized, overly developed plans for it, um, but it's worked well. And so I've, I've done that going forward for all of my multi-chapter fix that I've written. Um, they get, when I started Illusions of Control, I had a document that laid it all out in like an outline of the entire story. And Elise and Naden both read through and gave comments and filled in a whole bunch of the claw and stuff because it was really only Jurassic at the start. Um, and it it was about 120 bullet points, <laughs> uh, like main scenes and then a whole bunch of details in between. And so then I've been just been slowly working my way down that list and then modifying it as things don't quite play out. Um, and then, like I said, I like to have a buffer. Um, I like to post regularly because I like as a reader when I know that a story is actually going to get updated um, and it's going to get updated soon. Uh, but the buffer then also allows me to reread and, and fix things as I go to, to try to work on those continuity. And I, the number of times I've read a chapter before it gets posted is ridiculous. And the number of eyes, because Elise and Naden will have each read it at least once as well. And there's still so many things that slip through. I wish I had a professional editor. <laughs> but even professional editors, I will say, miss things. Yes. <laughs> I find stuff in books all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's annoying. Quotes <laughs> that don't finish. Well, it's with no punctuation. <laughs> writing any amount of words like that is insane. Like that 40,000, whatever crazy number you gave for those numbers. Like, I am not a writer. I can't write. I actually, maybe eight months ago or so, I did write a little tiny one shot and I posted it totally anonymously. No one knows my pen name. No one, not a single soul knows who it is. Not even Josh. He did not read it. He's been wanting to. And I'm like, no, it's, I can't. Cause I, I kind of feel that vulnerability and I'm like, no one's going to know. I mean, it gets, it got really good reviews and people like it and stuff, but no one knows it's mine and no one will ever know it's mine. 
but I got that little just vision in my head and you know, I'm like, I'm just, I want to write it out. And, and I did. And it was, a, it was a cute little one shot, but I can't, it, it was a fluke. Like I can't write legit. I can't write up those novels that you, you guys write and <laughs> those chapters and chapters and stories and characters. Like that's mind blowing. I, I'm a math person, so that's mind blowing all those words, but I enjoy it. So I'm glad <laughs> someone can do it. <laughs> It's certainly not me. There's a story that immediately came to mind that I totally now wonder if it's yours. <laughs> oh, I, okay. And now I'm curious. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but do you remember what? No, the, what I have to go look up because I don't know the name of it. I can just think of one story that was a one shot. And I think the person only ever wrote one that I really liked and that I commented on. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. Could you, a- could you reveal whether or not we reviewed it? Oh, geez, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know where I posted it. I, I, I posted on either the um, archive of our own or fanfic. Because one of them yells at you if you're a new poster or something, a new writer. You have to w- have a waiting period and get accepted and That's, that whole thing. That okay, one waits. Yeah. I don't and think I... Fanfiction.net has a different waiting period of it won't let you upload any images for 24 hours on okay. a new account. One of those, though, yeah, whatever one makes you wait to post after becoming a new member or whatever, that was just too, I was too lazy to ever go back and post it. So I don't think it's on both of them. I think it's only on whichever one was easier to let me post, like, immediately. And then I never want, I guess I can go back and upload it to the other (laughs) one. But I I just never did. I don't even know where it is. Like, I don't even know if I saved it. I'm just one of those (laughs) things where I had a creative moment and it just... I could like I just couldn't stop typing. It happened, and now it's out there. No one knows it's me. But anyway, <laughs> I think that's well, awesome. Good for you. It is yeah. scary. I have to say, it is scary. It is so yeah. scary. I mean, I'll be the first one in the world to admit I love reading fanfic. I I will own that till I die. I've loved it my whole life. But writing it and putting it out there is a different monster. It's a scary monster. <laughs> so I give you credit on that. That's something else. But um, I think think that's everything. We we've got about an hour of content here, and I guess anything else you guys want to add to to cap it off? I think you really covered it. You did an excellent job. Ah, you, you. I, I would not have guessed that uh, you didn't have the experience. You've definitely rubbed Brad, and <laughs> the involvement is rubbed off on you. Ah, thank you. Geez, that's so nice. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know, but I'm glad it went well and you you had a good time. But um, can you just tell everyone your name again, where they could follow you if you want to put your Twitter out and your fanfic title, um, author name, just so to refresh everybody. So on fanfiction.net, my it's Elise hyphen Collier, C O L L I E R. Um, and then on AO3, it's just Elise Collier, no hyphen. And um, on Twitter, I am at Set Physician. And uh, I'm on both AO3 and on Fanfiction Not as AKA JB. Um, and I am on Twitter if you want to find me, but I'm not going to give that one out. I'm easy to find, uh, but I don't, I generally don't do anything really fandom related on Twitter. Uh, I use it for other means. Um, yeah, in, if you're on uh, fanfiction.net, if you're looking for the missing years, it's, we had to make a joint account because you can't post with two authors on fanfiction.net. So there is a, a joint account that's Elise Collier 
underscore, I think, AKJB or something like that. It, it, it's pretty easy to find. It's linked um, in our profiles. If you go to our profiles yeah. on Fan Fiction, it's we have links. We have links to each other, and we have yeah. links to our joint. There's account. links everywhere. Um, yeah, and or just just go bug Elise on Twitter, and and she'll point you in the right direction <laughs> to, to lots of to lots of fanfics, and yeah, and come join uh, and write stuff. I'd I'd love to see the community grow bigger. It's it's really shrunk. Um, Fallen Kingdom didn't give it actually all that much of a bump. There's been really like maybe five writers who have been pretty consistent. Um, if even that, since Fallen Kingdom came out, there was a few more right after, and then they all kind of disappeared. So um, always excited to see new people try stuff and, you know, find your audience. Those aren't the only sites you can post on. People post on Wattpad and Tumblr, Tumblr, Tumblr. and, you know, wherever you want. Um, and, yeah, join and the community. Make it bigger. <laughs> yes. And I do think Brad um, might be throwing him under the bus here, but I do think he's going to put your links and all of that, everything you mentioned, in the show notes. I could be lying and totally making him look <laughs> bad right now, but if he doesn't do it, I'll make I'll, well, I'll <laughs> tell him, him to do it. <laughs> I'll ask him nicely if he will do it. Um, so if, if, you ever, if anyone who checks out show notes, they can get all of your information there as well. So, all right, I think that wraps up everything. Um, I guess if any of you are still listening and want to follow me, you can at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. And I do the Bryce House Howard Network, the Howard Headline, Jurassic Fall, way too many things. So that Brad has that all on his website as well. So um, thank you both so much for joining me. This was so fun and I am a fan of yours. So I can't wait to read everything else that you have. And I hope everyone listening checks out your works as well. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Um, this is something we've been really passionate about for a while, and it was awesome to find each other. And then I've, you know, I've found the podcast and listening to your stuff, and it's just been a really wonderful, positive experience. I'm glad it all came together. Yay. Yeah. Could talk on this topic all day, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we do a lot every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another segment at some point. If, if anyone um, has any feedback for this episode, we can maybe follow up, maybe answer questions. I don't know. Do something else cool. But this was a nice introduction yeah. to fanfic on the podcast for sure. All right. Well, thanks, guys, again. And we, we are out. Thank you so much for listening to the 206th episode of the jurassic park podcast thank you so much to jennifer elise and nisha for introducing extending the jurassic verse i i am so excited to finally have people talking about fan creations here because like i said fan fiction and like they said is such a major part of this fandom and i hope that this helps introduce you all into that side of things and uh and get you involved if you haven't yet so again like i said in the beginning if you have anything you want heard or have any feedback for the segment contact us and let us know we'd love to hear from you and as always we're gonna go ahead and read some reviews so if you guys are listening to the podcast on any uh podcasting platform out there do us a favor try to log into itunes or if you're on, you know, your Apple device, just open up that podcast app and find our podcast and just go ahead and leave us a five-star review. If you don't care to leave a five-star review, leave whatever amount of stars you want. I will read them no matter what. Um, but five stars would certainly help us out. And, of course, 
If you leave positive reviews, that's great. It helps uh, other people you know, see that positivity and what we bring to the show. If you don't want to leave a positive review, that's fine as well. I really don't care. Um, I will read anything and everything that you guys go ahead and read, uh, leave there in the comments. I will read them. So we're going to go ahead to Canada. So I decided to log into iTunes uh, under the Canada banner and check out some of the reviews over there because there's reviews all across the world. So I, I decided to switch off the United States there and check out, check out Canada. So this one comes from Chelsea Awesome, and it says Jurassic Park Obsessed. And it also says here, I am so happy there's a place I can go to obsess over Jurassic Park. It is my favorite movie of all time. I haven't been listening very long, but so far I'm really enjoying the content. Long live Jurassic Park. And uh, that's awesome, Chelsea. Awesome. Wait, I didn't mean to say that, but okay. Um, I really appreciate that. And, and you know, it's it's so great to hear in these reviews um, that people, you know, haven't been listening very long. And I find that to be great because that means our our listenership is just growing and growing and growing. And um, I, I mean, I can see that in the numbers, but to have active participants in the community is is fantastic. And I, I really appreciate uh, Chelsea here leaving that review and uh, being so obsessed with it because – Obviously, we are too, and I think this episode in particular is another, you know, showcase of just that obsession going to a great place with fan fiction and and people who are so um, just enamored in it and so want to hear stories and and just make their own content, which is amazing. So again, thank you to Chelsea for writing that review. And like I said, if anybody out there wants to go ahead and, and leave a review, we will go ahead and read it as well. So please head to iTunes, give us that five star and write anything you want in there. We'll go ahead and read it. But that that leads me into my, I guess, advice uh, for this week. And I kind of uh, got it based off what I just stumbled upon there. Obviously, I'm j- I just stumble all over the place in these episodes these days but um i just kind of stumbled upon it is is be an active participant you know we are we are all listeners to something uh whether it's music or podcasts or we all follow something whether it's somebody on twitter or uh instagram or facebook wherever it may be and i think if you're an active participant that will just help exponentially um, for the people producing these things. I, I've sort of talked about this a little bit before, but um, I think being an active participant really helps. Not just saying, hey, I love it. I love what you guys do. That is amazing. But being an active participant in, you know, uh, being a part of the YouTube community or the live stream community because I think that's really awesome. And I've seen that specifically over on the Forcecast. I've been a, um, a part of that uh, for you know, this past summer mostly, and and the fact that, like, I got a chance to go meet up with Ryan, one of the hosts on that show, and hang out with him in City Walk, and then do do the entirety of Galaxy's Edge with him, ride the ride, and just go do the Skyliner together. So, you know, that is part of being an active participant. I, I had the chance to do that, and I see all these amazing people in their community 
being so active as well. And, uh, you know, Star Wars is such a an interesting community. And I think the vocal community for like that show in particular is really great to see um, because everybody is so positive over there. So that's just what I mean. Like I love seeing people be positive and being active. And I certainly see it in other places like my other podcast, Grim Grinning Hosts, and the the two people that met up with us, they were act they actively reached out and said, excuse me, are you those guys from that show? And it was it was really a positive experience. So take the the time and the effort to be an active part of something and I don't think you'll regret it I think you'll have a great time I'll try to do the same myself uh, for anything that I um, you know passively participate in in my own life so please go ahead and do that this week maybe it'll make things a little bit different for you all I thank you all so much for listening to this episode and any other episode and I hope to see you all next week let's go ahead and roll the outro Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.